my friends, it's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California on a Friday, June 24th at 8.25 p.m. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. You had an amazing meal tonight over at uh, a Fitness Grill. I did. So Ocean Carnival. Shrimp in it and clams and mussels and Fish, salmon. Scallops. Orale. And zoodles. Zoodles. Have you ever had zoodles? Love the zoodles. Those are amazing. What was the sauce again? What was it called? It was like a pink. Uh, <laughs> it was like a, with uh, cheese and marinara, uh, creme fraiche. Mm. It, so like a, it was like a vodka sauce, it seemed. Yeah. If you're ever in your Belinda, you got to visit the Fitness Grill on yes. Imperial Highway. It is awesome. All right. Go to Red, Resurrect Ministry. What are you going to find there at resurrectministry.com? All Hedia? of our content that we mm-hmm. produce. Mm-hmm. My Christian Post articles, our devotional, they can comment, send us a message, and you can partner with us if you're interested. There's a donate button, and that would help to fray our cost of production. And we're hopefully going to get a producer soon because our podcast is going through the roof, folks. Yes, especially you do those interviews at a, at a street fair in Balboa Park, right? San Diego. <laughs> 3,500 views in the first go of it. It was unbelievable. Who knew? Pretty incredible. You just never know. You never know. When your divine appointments are set by God, amazing things can happen. In San Diego, in the middle of the museum park. I would also be remiss uh, if I did not uh, say God bless Donald Trump and the fact that he um, was able to get three Supreme Court justices appointed to the court. And what was the vote? What was the split? Five to two, I think. Oh, nice. So we had some of the libs come over. Well, no, the libs stayed there. We already had Thomas. Right. And uh, Barrett. The, and the other one. Oh, Alito. Alito. Okay. Alito. Um, but uh, yeah, so awesome. We were able to get uh, Wade versus, uh, no. Roe versus Roe versus Wade. <laughs> Said it backwards. I've only listened to it all day long. Right. Um, the other one is the um, concealed weapons out of New York. That's another amazing one. Uh, we're going to find out how that affects all of us here in California. Yes. People are like running around like that. Is, can I now start to carry? Out, out there still need a permit well maybe maybe not somebody's got to challenge it now yeah because the court said hey they have, you have a right to uh to carry wow yeah so so much interest interest so many interesting things coming through the next one that we're waiting for is the football coach in washington the state of washington what who was praying now we still haven't no. heard okay uh, whether he heard or, uh, if he won or not and just the fact that he i'm, I'm just praying i'm not forcing on anybody i'm just praying yeah and as long as apparently they thought as long as you're employed by the state of washington as a teacher you can't pray apparently but uh craziness so, yeah subversive co- coercion yeah i can't imagine him not that one. so so many interesting things happening right now but again we gotta you gotta give you gotta give president trump some credit props without him going in there and doing exactly what he said he was going to do <laughs> three supreme court justices i mean that's also very a divine yep. intervention and 300 other federal court judges throughout right. the united states amazing god is god is uh god is so great all right so we're reading from smith wigglesworth devotional uh for june 24th the title is receive the holy spirit and the reference is galatians three fourteen, which says that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ jesus the scripture reading is John 16, 7 through 22. And Smith says, when we have the right attitude, faith mm. becomes remarkably active. 
but it can never be remarkably, act, remarkably active in a dead life. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a jumbo shrimp, mm-hmm. a dead life. When sin is out, when the body is clean, and when the life is made right, then the Holy Spirit comes and faith brings the evidence. Why should we tarry or wait for the Holy Spirit? Why should we wrestle and pray with a living faith to be made ready? Because we need the Holy Spirit to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That is why the Holy Spirit is to come into your body. First of all, your sin is gone, and you can see clearly to speak to others. Uh. But Jesus does not want you to point out the speck in somebody else's eye while the plank is in your own. Words to live by. The place... (laughs) The place of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the only place of operation where the the believer binds the power of Satan. Satan thinks that he has a right, and he will have a short time to exhibit that right as the prince of the world. But he can't be prince as long as there is one person filled with the Holy Spirit. That is why the church will go before the the tribulation. Mm. Now... How dare you resist coming into the place of being filled with the life and power of the Holy Spirit? What is the attitude of your life? Are you thirsty? Are you longing? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to forfeit in order to have? Are you willing to allow yourself to die so that he may live? Are you willing for him to have the right of way in your heart, your conscience, and all all you are? Are you ready to have God's deluge of blessing upon your soul? Are you ready to be changed forever to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the divine power forever? I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. Are you sure? I am. All right. Thought for today. There are two sides to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first condition is that you possess the baptism. The second is that the baptism possesses you. Amen. Uh, hello kate mary how are you good afternoon amazing usa yes yes. so amazing glory to god he has shown himself mighty today yes it's so funny people just going out of their minds uh, especially what's a trudeau up in canada oh the usa and to think that the the thing is i mean they have so many silly arguments and they talk about like uh well you know you know there's this argument about men like, it's just these are men making these decisions. And there's there's two women on the Supreme Court, number one. Yeah. The, the other thing is that it's mostly men, not mostly, but a large um, number, I would say, of women that are pushed into getting an abortion yeah. is because of the men. Exactly. With those men to be like, no, I will take care of you. We will raise this child. Right. They wouldn't do it. No, there'd be mostly. probably half. Half of the abortion in this world. <laughs> yeah, and it's so sure. interesting that you, you hear all these arguments. And I always think, I don't know. It's just most of the people that I know that have had an abortion and, and regretted it was because they were pushed into it by the, even our pastor, the man who got them pregnant. His wife, he had the His husband yep. said, you know, I, when I come back, that baby better not be here. Yep. <laughs> and surprise. And she, she didn't do it. <laughs> no, she did it. He didn't die. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. I forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many silly arguments. We'll come back to that. But what is the devotional speaking to you when it uh, talks about? Uh, Again, the concept of holiness, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I love that he gives the example of the plank in the eye is that first, your sins have got to be gone so that you can speak clearly to others. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just this consecration, the holiness, the purity of 
heart of act that empowers you um, to have the, the Holy Spirit speak clearly because otherwise it's a fuzzy reception. It comes and goes, the sound quality is bad. It's, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's literally the vessel that's carrying the spirit that it needs to be polished and pure so that um, the Holy Spirit's messages can come through. Wow. I'm glad he came back to this um, idea of, of dying to self. Yeah, that's our theme. Yeah, because I was doing a, a different show yesterday on the Andy Falco show where I was talking about what happened in Uvalde. And one of the things, and I want to make sure that I keep this in, in the biblical standpoint, but one of the things that you know I'm, I'm evaluating and trying to figure out is where the men that showed up, because I don't think there were any female officers there. I think it was mostly men officers, that when they showed up, that they failed to to put the children first above themselves. And I, and I, as I talked about it, I began thinking fear. That, 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 that fear that they had was so overwhelming. And then I had a couple of things came up. I'm not talking to you about this, but as I was doing the show and even as I was preparing for it, I, I was thinking about the, the same fear that caused a mother and I believe a father to go past these officers to go rescue their own kids because their kids were in one of the rooms, whether it was a neighboring room or the room that the, the shooter was in, that they went in. That, that, but that, that was also a form of fear. They're afraid that their child would die. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, the same fear that they had to go in was the same fear that kept a couple of the men from going in. Because if they go in and die, now they lose the, the possibility to see even their own children. Their own children, right. I get you. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow. And so then I started thinking, because um, a mother that was watching, Shar, uh, actually, she's watching my show and she says, I would have been, I would have gone through the wall, you know, to get my to child. To get your own kit. Get your own kit. And then I asked her and I said, that's interesting you say that because if your kid wasn't in there, would you go through that wall? Right. And she goes, oh. That's what they were faced with. I don't know. So to bring this to what we're talking about here is that dying for, and then we we're talking about marriage yesterday for you dying to myself, right? Not actually dying, but dying to myself is such an important concept in all of these things. And physical and, and it, spiritual, right? And when it comes to a marriage that men need to remember as they go into a marriage is something that no, no one ever taught me. Right. Nobody, you, you can You're go. about to get married. You're going to die to self. <laughs> yeah. But you need, nobody tells you that somehow somebody needs to say, listen, to make this marriage work, you have to realize that for it to work, it, it is not about you any longer. It is about her and your relationship and no longer about you as an individual. And, and it's, it's hard to think. And you really got to be asked these questions. You got to be told. And that's kind of like where that's, and I hope this is making sense. That's why I brought it up to her because people are so outraged and, and I'm not making excuses for the officers who didn't go in. I go, I just want you to consider that these men probably should never have been in the job that they were in. That's the problem. But understand that the fear that either kept them out could have been because they were afraid they would never see their families again. Um, or, you know, you know, the, the fear that, that the person had to go in is the same fear that drove, you know, that drove them to go in there. And I think in some cases we need to have that same fear that if my marriage doesn't work, 
that I need to have the fear that if I don't give up of myself, if I don't sacrifice myself, you know, the marriage will never work. I'll, I'll never be able to love you like God loves the church. But yeah, somebody has to explain that to men as they get into a marriage. Well, and remember that couple that came up and spoke at Friends Church and they're like, mm-hmm. we've learned to be servants to one another every single day. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you're reiterating the exact same concepts right now, you know, at the time it sounded even it was just a couple months ago, it sounded weird. I mean, it sounded lofty. It sounded like a good goal. Yeah. But they said they literally wake up every day thinking about how they could serve each other. I'm like, you liars. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) But you realize because there is. I don't know. There's just that gift, the gift that comes from God, Mm. from obedience. He makes it easy. Because you're doing it for his sake, for the sake of righteousness, you know, and it, and it is a co- covenant. It's a covenantal relationship that co- comes second only to your covenant to the Lord. Mm. And it stems from the covenant to the Lord. Right. So when you hold it in honor of him, then it has a new level of it has a sanctity that it didn't have before Mm -hmm. it wasn't i just married this person because i found them attractive and oh you know they make a good mother to the kids and it's no this is a covenant that i am honoring on behalf of my lord right different perspective and i think i feel like we're having a a day of worship here at our house that um we're inviting friends over and kate mary if you can make it in australia (laughs) You're more than welcome to come over. Um, but I think for me, for my part, uh, I would like to talk about this uh, in a little bit more detail. Uh, hash it out a little bit better than what I probably just said. But um, just, just to, this is one of the topics I would like to talk about. I think it's so Dying critical. Yourself? Yeah, because I think that, you know, as I always say before, I've said before that I, I like to have a, like examples that I can see and experience myself. Sure. It's hard to have the, you know, like, an experience where you can't see God or feel him or touch him necessarily in the early stages of my, my faith. It was always the thing that was hard for me that it wasn't until I saw him standing in front of me that everything changed, right? Giving dying to myself for our marriage is something that I can see immediate results. Oh, that's nice. And so I go, Oh, now I understand what it means because, because it is not easy. Because there's so many times that I do want to say something or do something differently, but I go, you know what? That's not what's going to make this marriage work. And so there's that little bit, that little bit of death, a little bit of a scrape, Uh, that scrape on the knee, uh, right? Like, you know, you can do this, Andy. It's okay. You could, you could could not say something. God, God says it to me all the time. He pets me all the time. You just relax, dog. You'll be okay. Yeah. But it's great because I go, now I know what it means to die to self, to, to, to believe in God and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But let's Spirit. go back to your example, Uvalde. Okay. Is as a strong believer that has five kids at home and it's not your kids in that room, mm. what do you tell yourself? You say, my Lord is my protector and my shield. And if he takes me today, nobody could take my life without his permission. And therefore, if I leave today, my kids will be fine. Like, what were they supposed to have told themselves? Because it wasn't their spouse mm-hmm. and it wasn't their child. I'm glad you asked. That's the whole basis for my show. The, the, the earlier, the, I had two shows. One was an hour and a half okay. of, of explaining how the answer to that. 
So I'm not going to take an hour and a half. Uh, but I will say is that you have people that are just simply have the, gen the, the genetic makeup, the, the DNA, the servant, the servant that, and the desire, like you, you go into the job knowing that one of these days you're going to be able to boot down a door and go in after somebody who's, who's an active shooter. And you kind of look forward to it. And then you train every day for it and you prepare for it. And every time I went to work, I would go through scenarios in my head. Okay. If this call, which would sometimes be like a parking call, like a, like an illegal park car. And I said, if I get there and this illegal park car turns out to be the, a suspect in a robbery that parked because he needed to get away, what am I going to do when I get there? I would turn every scenario into some type That's of good. active scenario. And so every time I went, I knew basically what I would want to do. Of course, every situation is different. But number one, I, I, I knew going in, that's what I was going to do. Anytime I was going to be called to go into a door where somebody on the inside was dangerous, that was going to be my job. And I didn't, I never thought another way. And it came to a couple of times where I actually did do that. I'm and you do that here. without faith. Yeah, without faith. So a little bit, you just, and this goes to, you got to make sure that you hire people that are meant to be in this job. Some mm. people simply are not meant into that, meant to be in that job. And that's where you get to Yavaldi, where there's these people there and they were looking for every excuse not to go in. Oh, I don't have the right tool. I don't have a shield. I don't have a pry tool. I don't have a radio. Did you try the doorknob? Not one of them tried the doorknob because they're so busy looking excuses not to go in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so I think when you come into faith is that they, you need to be, you need to understand. And that's, I think what I love, we love about uh, Jack Hibbs is that he, he, when you come into that door, at some point, he's going to get to a message that's going to test you mm. if you should be in this position. <laughs> About being in that church, even. In that he church. Calls, he comes, he yeah. tells you, if this hurts, then maybe, maybe you don't belong here. Maybe, you don't, maybe it's time for you to leave. And he comes out and tells you. It's yeah. the same thing. So being true. a Christian is not for the uh, 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 wussies. I was no. going to say something else. It, it's, it's meant um, to challenge you. And if you can't die to self, then um, it's going to be tough. You're going to go through a lot of, you know, church visits and never get the chance to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well said, my friend. Thank you. My love. <laughs> I'm not your friend. Just kidding. You're also my friend. Yes. Uh, Kate first says here. God's mercy, love, and grace is unique to each individual, that Jesus will meet the woman at the well with the same respect and love that he meets, I think it's, go down, yeah, thing with Nic Nicodemus. It's a driving force that causes us to have courageous hearts to help rescue those that can't find their own way. Yes, it's his love that's that driving force. And um, he treats a woman at the well and Nicodemus and the rich ruler with the same measuring mm -hmm. cup. Yes. Wow. I'll come if you provide the transport. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Robert says. Hit it right on the nail. A great presentation. Thank you, Robert. Oh, thank yeah. you. You watched your video. Thank you, thank you Robert. Yeah, I, I, I promised uh, everybody that they would be short. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. Yeah. I know better. Yes. Yeah, I know better. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad that you came back again, with, as he often does. I mean, he follows up with a few devotionals in a row that kind of hit that same point to make sure that we got it. But it is really an important one that I've never really put this much thought to. And you hear messages, we've heard messages, plenty of them, 
uh, I know for sure over my 25 years in the church that they said, you got to die to yourself and you just kind of let it go. Yeah. Die. I'm well, gonna, and yeah, it's interesting because I was in a denomination of Islam that had very similar concepts. So it was all about self-purification, uh, purification of the self. Hmm. And it was a rigorous prayer and devotional schedule, like a Buddhist monk or, you know, like, or a Franciscan monk, like just pushing and pushing uh, to try to reach that purification. And, and like I've said before, as soon as the cage opened on that door, I was out like as literally nothing had changed. Uh, it was a external pressure. You know, it was this, it was, it operated out of fear. And the difference with the Holy Spirit is he's doing it for you. Like there's this yearning right? There's this yearning and passion to get closer to Christ and he's pulling you closer, mm. you know, because if you open your heart for him to grab hold of it, he will pull you through the difficulty as opposed to other faiths that require you to do the pulling, which eventually fail. Uh, he does the pulling because of the Holy Spirit. He dwells inside you and he's like, don't you that. And then convicts you and then makes you feel like guilty and then loves you. And it's like, you could do it and encourages you like, like the perfect father, mm. right? Like if we all had these perfect fathers as kids, that were like encouraged you when you needed it, motivated you when you needed it, consoled you when you needed it, like has the perfect balance and then put a something inside of you to be able to draw it out. Yeah. It's just miraculous. It's a mirac miraculous experience. And you have to make sure it often challenge them and, and stand back and allow failure. Which the Lord does all the all time. The time. <laughs> and it all, I just think I'm so sorry to go back to this presentation again, but that what in the, uh, the era and, you know, cops hate all the time. Well, when I was a, in the academy, but in the era that I was in law enforcement. Yeah, Bob said that all the time, Pastor Bob. <laughs> is in that my... every step of the way from the application process and all the testing that you had to go through that to the academy, to the FTO program, to the probationary period was essentially to get you to get out. They would push you so hard to see if they could get you to give up and leave. It was, it was rarely did they, they pat you on the back and say, you're doing a good job. It was always like, you don't belong here. You know, why have you done in this, you know, in this amount of time? And how many, you know, how many robberies have you done? You need to do two more robberies before you, then there was always this pushing. And then by the time I got to the academy where I was teaching it, I was ready to start yelling at somebody and do something else. And they said, oh, no, we can't yell at people anymore. No, they can't stay past five o'clock. No, they can't. What, what do you mean? You can't yell at them anymore. And I'll tell you, <laughs> like, I, no. I think it's in every field though. Mm. Like, because when I was at the FBI, I don't carry a gun, but got paid to think big thoughts. Yeah. Uh, we were up against the entire Justice Department and the FBI system. We were trying to revolutionize how the FBI did prevention work. And every, every wall we hit, because basically nobody ever comes straight out and says no, they just delay. Mm -hmm. And they just keep pushing it out and pushing it out and, and arguing over little words and stuff. And it was only, my boss was like, that's why I love having you, Hedia, because you just don't take no for an answer. It's like close the door, go through the window. Windows closed, go through the next mm. window. You know what I mean? Break glass. You know, whatever right. it is that you just don't, you have a certain drive that's very, very different. You mm. just don't have fear. Because a lot of times in government, 
And I'll tell you this from the policy aspect of this, that people don't want to rock the boat because you get promoted for being easy to work with, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. for me- revolutionizing policy, mm-hmm. you know? And so people just stay quiet and go with the flow because that's how you get promoted. That's wow. how you get a better job. And so nothing ever changes and nothing ever gets done. And you're just watching it like Groundhog Day every single day because that's just the way the, the system is built. And yet we read scripture in the devotional today and it's the opposite. The opposite. It's so challenging. He's just constantly challenging you. And, and telling you they're going to hate you. And remember they hated me first. Yeah, you're, yeah your, your family's going to hate you. Uh. <laughs> You're going to get arrested. You're going to go to jail. You're probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to torture you before you die. I mean, wouldn't that be great if that's what they taught uh, people in the academy? There's a good (laughs) chance you're going to die. Yeah. You know, is and then it breeds a different person. Yeah. They spend so much time now on how they can keep people, not how they can push you out. It's just, it really is such a different way of handling it that's going to cause us some, some grief in the beginning. We saw, we see this in the church. If we can keep, I want to oh, obviously keep, keep bringing this back to the church, but we see that in the soft churches that um, the, you know, the attendance is, is dwindling because uh, it's not like Calvary Chapel Children House, which he does the opposite. Exactly. He, he often says, I need, to, I need more parking space. And so I'm going to, here's the message. And he says, and then it, you guys keep coming. Not, right. It's not working. Um, but we love it. We love it. And we love what God is teaching us. We love what Smith is teaching us. And um, the, this idea that you have to die to yourself is not necessarily an idea. It is a responsibility. Yes. Uh, that we have to God and to our spouse. Right. What does Kate say? I love that illustration Jack said a while ago that God is always there, but like a dad playing hide and seek with a child, he wants us to look for him and he will always be found. He's hiding behind the curtain, so to speak. The challenge is how much do we want to find him? Oh, yeah. And mm. then, I mean, there's times when you could easily pretend like he's not there. And, uh, yep. yeah, there was just, even just in our marriage, there were times when I was just like, wah, 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 like a bratty child. And I just, I could almost see the Lord like, okay. Okay, like you, you're obviously in this weird headspace and nothing I'm going to do right now is going to get through. So have at it. You know, and it just, he'll walk you, he'll walk beside you and stay quiet as you walk into um, a floor with nails on it. And then you're like, ow. And the problem is most people turn around and be like, why'd you let me do that? But you can't do that. You have to be like, oh, wow. I just walked into a room with nails (laughs) because you have to, you have to realize you walked into the room with nails. You know what I mean? And you stepped on him and you can't look back and be like, why'd you let me do that? You did it. You know, and it's like, we can't, it's like people expect God to have first have infinite free will and yet um, him to orchestrate every move. Mm. You know, if he orchestrated every move, you'd be, God, I love that. Oh, sorry. Right. You'd be like, you'd be like, where's my free will? I want to be able to do things myself. And then you do them yourself. And then he, and then you blame him. It's such a weird, like, what a weird line thing we do to ourselves, right? Oh, I see people do it all the time. I I listen to Christians and I'm like, are you hearing yourself? (laughs) Like, you're blaming God for these wacky things that you do. Like, 
I hear women talk about it all the time, dating like just horrible men and being like, I don't know why the Lord's doing this to me. And I was like, wait, well, I'm sorry, what? The Lord, what does he have to do with this? I mean, you, I mean, this guy is, is basically told you he's a piece of dirt right. and you just, you, you just thought it was going to work out. Well, the Lord brought him. No, you brought no, him. Tinder did. Yeah. And the Lord just didn't put in himself and stand bodily in front of the door. That's all, you know? Oh boy. Spot on mate. We got to own our, we got to own our stuff folks. Right. We really do. <laughs> We didn't read the scripture, did we? No. All right. John 16, 7 through 22. Edia, you are on. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Oh, so good. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Again, the importance of the purity of the vessel, because the Holy Spirit's constantly receiving these messages for you from Jesus. But are you able to hear them? Are we able to hear them? In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says in a little while, you won't see me, but then you'll see me and I'm going to the father. And what does he mean by a little while? Oh, we don't understand. And Jesus realized that they wanted to ask about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after that, you will see me again. I will tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. That's kind of our meeting Jesus in the, in the new kingdom, you know, is whatever pain we have suffered will be as if it was seconds confronted with the joy of meeting him. Cool. Matthew, hold on, let me get rid of this. Matthew 7, 3 through 5. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or can you say to your brother, let me remove that speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And it's oftentimes preached only the first half of this. Mm -hmm. They don't, right? They don't tell you remove the plank from your own eye and you will see clearly to remove his speck. So it doesn't say walk away, give up because you suck and he's worse than you. It's saying achieve a level of righteousness and purity that you don't have a plank so that you could see clearly and, and, and remove his. Right. That's where learning how to tell your testimony, uh, you know, when it comes to you, like with other men, like especially mine. <laughs> Uh, you know, failed marriage, failed business, uh, you know, uh, debauchery, 
right? And say, oh my gosh, you, and then being able to tell the story yeah. of the disaster that, you know, being your own God has in your life. And where, although it seems fun at times and all this kind of stuff, but is it really, is it really when you lose everything? Is it really when you're trying to build back up? Is it really when you are all alone and don't have that, uh, you know, that person that you love and can spend life with and die to self so that you guys can have a better relationship to, to be able to tell that story, which is removing the plank from your eye to then help. Listen, you know, That's the drinking that you're doing right now is, is going to lead to disaster. It'd be hard for me to be, you know, okay, listen, <laughs> the drinking bad. You got to stop. <laughs> no, you got to talk to your, you got to tell your story and you have to be able to show the difference of living that way. And then living with God and how much more amazing it is. How much more spectacular life is. I love you. Right? Yes. All right. Oh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, God's got good stuff. <laughs> Any Anything other, else, guys? Anything Any, else? And who Come else on. is out there? We only see Kate and uh, Robert, I think it was, right? right but Robert. we love Kate and Robert. We do. But we have other people that we're watching. We can clearly see them. Yes. Um, I don't. Oh, Kate Mary is the one who uh, hit the the heart. Um, those are the other places that we are broadcasting: ah. uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I had somebody on LinkedIn and Rumble share our. Oh, really? Hey, Jan's video. here. Yeah. Hey, Jan. Nice to see Hi, you. Jan. Are you coming? Is yes. She, Jan's coming. Jan's coming too. Jan's coming to our house. Kate, buy your ticket. Yeah. What's the date? Uh, ju <laughs> just July, I think. Right. It's July. Wouldn't that be funny if Kate showed up? She's knocks at the door. Wouldn't that be cool? I'm here. From July seventeenth. July seventeenth. Somebody asked me what time it's at. Is that Robert? It's at uh oh no, the one I sent out doesn't have the time on it. Whoops. Oh, we sent that's the old one. I don't know, is it? Is there one with the time? There on is it? one with the time on <gasps> it. I fixed it. Jan, it's five o'clock. I didn't send it with the time either. Yeah, we have another one. We made we made another graphic. So five o'clock we'll be getting started at five thirty. Yes. So ignore ignore what I said today because I'm going to be talking about the same thing on our worship night. No, I'm going to, I'm going to be different. This one. Okay. So I needed to send. Yeah. Five o'clock. Pacific Standard Time. Are we going to are we going to uh, stream it live? Should you think about that? But they said if you stream it, then it discourages people from coming in. We just don't won't tell them we're streaming it. Possibly, but yeah, don't, we, tell, don't tell anybody. Don't tell Kate because we want Kate to fly here from <laughs> Australia <laughs> and Robert to come from Mexico. I think. You, are you still in Mexico, Robert? Where are you out now? Forget where you're at. He was in Mexico for a little I while. I have a friend coming from Del Coronado. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd be fun. We have uh, John coming from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have a good time, folks. We yeah. got a very eclectic mix of, of Christians. Yeah, we decided uh, on the food, we're going to have Cheetos and... Um... <laughs> Scrambled egg Cheetos? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cheetos and what else? I mean, just Cheetos? Yeah, well, maybe we'll add something and some, else. And some bologna. And some bologna sandwiches. <laughs> no, we're going to make a spread, folks. <laughs> we'll have something. We'll have whatever, we'll have whatever Jan brings yeah. uh, to, uh, to eat. I bet you Jan makes great dessert. You, Jan. I just have that feeling that she makes amazing. <laughs> She's a good dessert. baker. Yeah, I'm setting the seed. <laughs> she asked me what she should bring, and I was like, I don't know yet, <laughs> but why not? All right. Anything else, my love? We got some uh, some TV to watch. Yeah. 
Anything else? I got to work on my daughter's resume for all of her jobs. Oh, that's been good too. Yes. Tell people. Uh, Me and my daughter went job hunting today. She's only 15 and a half, but we just, we hit the pavement. Took a a dozen resumes, filled them out, put them in online. And we just, we hit the pavement. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I loved it. (sighs) Parents never did that. No, no. My, yeah. I started working when I was eight. So, <laughs> but you did it yourself. You yeah, did it yeah. all yourself. I knocked on the doors. You need your lawn mode. All up and down the street. On my little wheelbarrow. Maybe we can make little babysitting cards and put them in everybody's <laughs> mailbox. That's a good idea. Yeah, you could do that. Yes, Robert's still in Mexico, but part of Mexico. Mexico. I know I'm asking all these questions. Um, anything else? If anybody uh, who owns a business in the Yorba Linda area around East Lake Village, let us know. We've got a uh, got a couple kids that uh, could come work for you yes so let us know if you need any help we'll uh <laughs> we'll be uh what's it called farming out our kids yes uh, very good to- cheap labor <laughs> they need it it's good for them yes <laughs> all right that is it my friends we need to make sure people understand about this app what's the app called it is the edify christian podcast network download it at edify.app edify.app and edify.app we would be a sublast if you would subscribe and like the podcast. That will help increase our rankings and does great stuff for us. Thank you. Yep. All right. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Have a great weekend. Oh, we have a full day of church. Oh, wait. One more thing. So sorry. You are speaking. Yes. At an event on Sunday. Sunday. I am going to be doing Axe Night, uh, which is helping people um, evangelize to Muslims. I will be doing that at the church at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, 7 p.m., room E-223. All right, got to remember that. We have to remember that tomorrow when we do our devotional team. Yes. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yay. I've never seen you do that kind of thing before. I've heard seen you get interviewed, but I can't wait to see you speaking to the group about uh, Thank what you. you have to offer there. All right. Oh, Lake Chapula. What? Lake Chapula. Chapula. In Halesco. Chapala, Lake Chapala in Jalisco. Chupala. Chupala. <laughs> Lake Chupala in Jalisco. Uh, I didn't know there was. Good. I didn't know I had lakes in Mexico. Well, that was a really good Spanish accent. I could say churros. Churros. <laughs> like chulupa. Churros and tacos and enchiladas <laughs> en menudo. Uh, but I can't say. I can say chalupa. <laughs> and not chupala. All right. All right, my friends. We got. I might have said a bad word and don't even know it. Hey, right? Danielle says, good luck on Sunday. I know you'll Aww, do great. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. And we'd love to see you July 17th as well. I Absolutely. hope you saw um, our little post, but I'm going to send it to you uh, via text as well. All right. And yes, adios, amigos. Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Love Bye. you guys. God bless.